Diary Entry 5, Heather Parkin. Living with Epstein-Barr chronic infection and unhealed hip fracture kind of forced Heather into a detox lifestyle, which of course she was resistant upon and almost gave up on. But when she figured out that detoxing the body as well as detoxing the mind, that that was her key to success in detoxing. She also was using biofeedback, LED light therapy, yoga, Ayurveda, and changed her entire lifestyle. And it was uncovering this huge emotional stressor that helped her push through the discomfort and suckiness to find true healing. Enjoy her story. Quick disclaimer here, nothing in this podcast is to be taken as medical advice. Please consult with your medical doctor before attempting a detox. All right, guys. Hi, welcome. Um, Today's guest is Heather Parkin. She is the founder of Bend Yoga, B-E-N-N-D Yoga, which is an all-natural, medicinal, eco-friendly yoga mat and accessory brand, which is awesome. If you haven't seen her stuff, check it out. Oh, my God. Um, I actually have one of the mats. It's awesome. Um, You know, she's on a mission to kind of change what's going on in the yoga industry and kind of rattle things, which I love. I'm all about rattling. So um, welcome, Heather. Go ahead and tell us more about yourself. Um, oh, I'm so awkward at these things, Tracy. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> oh, who cares? Oh my God, we're all. Uh, so, where, do, where would matter. you like me to start? <laughs> well, okay. So, you know, I met you a few years ago yeah. through red light therapy, and um, if y'all have never tried red light therapy, um, it's uh, totally on the path towards detoxing. But I found Heather because I had one treatment on my shoulder, which I've been yoga, yoga teaching. I've been teaching yoga for 25 years and I would, I had to stop doing certain poses because of an injury in my shoulder, which actually came from walking my dog. And it took me years to figure that out. But I did one treatment. She put the lights on my shoulder and Y'all, I, I started doing headstands and handstands like the next week. It was, it was pretty miraculous for me. Um, I don't know if everybody experiences red light therapy that way, but I know it's used for so many different things. And I know that you mm-hmm. have used it yourself for some healing. And, you know, maybe you could speak to that. And maybe if you incorporate that into yeah. any detox. Yeah, so um, my detox journey came actually a little bit before light therapy, but light therapy is what really cleaned it out um, for the most part. But when I was... When I was 35 or 30, yeah, I got married at like 33. At 35, I, we wanted to try to start having a baby. And for two years, um, it wasn't happening. I couldn't get pregnant to save my life. And I thought of myself at, at the time as a pretty healthy person. I was a marathon runner. I, you know, I ate what I thought at the time was very clean. Um, little did I know that, you know, it was also at the time when like soy was all the rage, right? Soy lattes, edamame, sushi, Mm. like all of it was like, you know, soy is such a big deal. So I was having soy everything. Like I was having soy in my coffee in the morning. I would have, you know, um, I would eat sushi and uh, soy sauce like it was going on a style. Edamame beans was like my stack. And like 
bread. I mean, there's soy and everything. And not only that, I was a makeup artist for 22 years. And so every single day I was absorbing soy into my skin because it's in almost all cosmetics and it can hide itself in cosmetics in under 78 different names that don't have to say soy. Yeah. Oh, of course it can. Of course it can. And so I started seeing (laughs) um, my, like my, my love kinesiologist. He's the most amazing kinesiologist. He's in Park Ridge in Chicago. His name is Dr. John Camilliotis and he saved my life. He is just phenomenal. And I went to him, he was recommended by a friend and, um, I went to him basically one visit and he was like, you have such an overabundance of soy in your body that it was not only preventing me of getting pregnant, I had so much inflammation in my body that I had a hip fracture that no doctors could see. I was in the hospital for a year straight every single month, um, every single month at that time of the month, because I would be in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And I would have to go to the emergency room because I, like, I thought it was hemorrhaging. Like it was, it was just awful. And um, part of it was that I had a hip fracture. So when I got my period, it just like made that more inflamed area, more inflamed. And they never saw it because of all the inflammation. So he put me, um, he gave me some supplements to take and I wish I could remember, but I don't what they were, what they were. Um, and he put me on this really strict diet that basically consisted of all the leafy greens and vegetables you can eat, a ton of red meat. And that was it. Like I couldn't Mm. have fruit at least for like the first month. I couldn't have fruit. I couldn't have my, my, um, only form of sugar was a lemon on a squeezed lemon on a salad. Um, so, and so I would eat, I mean, he's like, if you could eat a steak for breakfast, I'd be stoked. Right. And I wasn't a big meat eater either. Like for years I was a vegetarian, which also, well, right. right which is right, why right, that added to my problem because right? back then when you were a vegetarian, <laughs> yes. soy was the thing to eat. It wasn't what we know now, right? If you're a vegetarian or if you're vegan, there's so many other options and so many other, you know, so I didn't have the knowledge then. And so soy, soy everything, soy meat, soy this, soy that. Um, and so I had such overabundance. I was almost 20 pounds heavier than I am now. And it was all inflammation, which is crazy. So, um, <sighs> After that, so I was on that diet for a month. I was skinny as fuck and it was awesome. <laughs> it was like, and then it's like, then you're like, oh no. I but it no wasn't, I had so, so much energy. Baby. That was a crazy thing. <laughs> like I was rocking oh, a Kate Moss body yeah. and I had so much energy. <laughs> I was like, I'm cloud nine. And then bam, I get <laughs> pregnant. Right. I had like a month of this like glorious, but great. And then I got pregnant. <laughs> and your body was like, yeah, yeah it was, this glory. it was go. so funny it's because like, yeah. my first appointment with Dr. John, he's like, oh, I'll get you pregnant girl. <laughs> and a month later there, you, it happened. Like it happened yeah. so quickly after two years of trying and nothing, you know? So that was like, kind of like the beginning of um, my fascination with, with detoxing, my fascination with the health and wellness industry and organic and um, cleaning, clean, using clean products. Um, I was basically then when I decided to switch careers and not be a makeup artist anymore because it was just depleting me of everything, it was sucking my soul. And uh, so 
I stopped doing that. I stopped using toxic products. Um, and I kind of like cleaned out my life. Um, and then I got pregnant. I, you know, whatever had Simone and right around, I think Simone was, um, six months old. My sister got in a really terrible skiing accident and almost lost her life and had a traumatic brain injury. And she found the lights, the light, the led light therapy, it saved her life. And so, um, basically after seeing it save her life, you know, I still didn't fully believe that the lights did it, did that. I was like, well, the lights aren't, I mean, light lights are that powerful. Like, you know, you have this terrible brain injury. You can't get out of bed. And six months later, you're like uh-huh. <laughs> miraculously curved from lights. Like I still didn't fully, you know, until I tried it myself. And at that point, so, it, you know, I was probably, Simone was probably a year. It was a year after giving birth. I definitely wasn't myself. I was very, very low energy. I was having a hard time getting out of bed. And there was a lot of stress going on at that time in my life. Um, But what I didn't realize is that after I gave birth, my horns were so messed up that it triggered the whole Epstein-Barr thing, like tenfold. Mm. So I was really sick. Um, I just, I, I, I didn't want to, I couldn't be the mother that I wanted to be. Um, and I didn't know what was going on. And I also didn't know at the time that you always carry And Once you have mono, you usually always lays, it lays dormant in your body from the, And I didn't know that. Right. So mm-hmm. I was going through like my, when I was sick, I was like going through all the symptoms I had when I had mono, when I was a kid. And when I had mono, when I was a kid, it was a really bad case. I was in bed for a month, month and a half. Um, so yeah, so that all came back and I didn't know why. And, um, I called our biofeedback specialist and I was like, this is what's going on. And so I started using the lights every single day for an hour, an hour, every single day for eight weeks. And during this whole period, I went through, it was probably like the third or fourth week. I went through this really insane detox and I, I tell people, I'm like, this is what I imagine heroin addicts like go through when they're detoxing. Like it was so <laughs> painful. I would be in bed crying because I was in so much pain and it was that Epstein bar leaving my body. Like it was all that shit just going out of my body. And it was, and I remember calling Wes, I remember being like, I don't want to do this anymore. Fuck this. I'm over it. Like, I'll just live like this for the rest of my life. Like, I don't care (laughs) because I didn't want to go through it. It was because it was so painful. I didn't want to go through it. He's like, I promise you one more day and you're, you know, you'll be through, you know, you'll be through the dark side. You'll be on the other side. And lo and behold, I woke up the next morning and I felt like a brand new person. I was like a brand new person. Mm. Like I felt like I never dealt with that before. It was crazy. And so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what, you know, when, when people come to detox for the first time, right? Like, I'm, I don't know how you looked at detox before you ever detoxed, but I was like, oh, cleansing, sure, I'll do a juice fast. I'll do a 10-day water fast, whatever. Yeah. And that, to me, was detoxing. And, yeah, I'd get mild flu-like sy- sy- symptoms or whatever, but it's like when you go through a yeah. true detox and you're getting down into these tissues, and especially for somebody that has an underlying condition, Epstein-Barr so many people have right, Epstein right. and they don't know it. So yep. many people have Lyme and they don't know it. And they're like, I don't understand what's going on when I'm having these detox um, symptoms. Yeah. And they quit because, yeah, it's hard. It hurts. It's not fun. It's not exciting. You feel like shit. And you're like, how many 
days of suckiness do I have to go through to get to that other side? Well, it's different for every person, right? We know that. Um, and, and what can you do to alleviate as much of that pain as possible? So the lights I know for you, just quite magical. And, you know, also thinking about, you know, what are you doing outside of that? Eating the right foods for you, um, you know, and just kind of the layers of it, you know, and then, you know, dealing, understanding for most people that don't understand how, when we're toxic and we hit a big stressor, it it triggers things that it could be dormant. Maybe that would have never exposed themselves again if there wasn't this trauma. I mean, that's what you went through was crazy trauma. I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, I've heard your story. We've talked about this before and it's painful and it's like, it, it kind of just takes you Mm -hmm. to an outer body experience to where the trauma is so intense that your body can't catch up. And then all of a sudden it catches up and it's like, bam. Yeah. Epstein bar. Yeah. (laughs) And there's so much, it's hard too, because when you're detoxing, there's so much emotion tied to food. Like, it is, oh, and, yes. and I've dealt like with this, with, you know, with clients with LED light therapy, like, you know, I'll have clients that have that, that, um, have things like Hashimoto's or, you know, and they can't have gluten or they'll have, or they have celiacs and they can't have gluten and they might be willing to put in an hour's time to do the lights every day, but God forbid they have to give up their bread in the morning and it is bread. torture sometimes and you have mm-hmm. to go, you have to, it comes to a point sometimes where you have to be like, okay, I cannot work with you unless you're going to dedicate yourself to not eating this because you're, you're detoxing, retoxing, detoxing, retoxing every single day. And it's just this vicious circle, right? Well, right. And then it's, it's, it's frustrating and hard to watch because you know, Mm-hmm. They really want to change, but you know, I call it the misery to motivation ratio. And if the misery isn't bad enough, it doesn't motivate right. them enough to make that change. So, you know, it's like when you get laid flat out, that's when you're miserable enough to yeah. be like, Oh God, I got to do something. You know, like you were even willing to stop doing your detoxing and be like, I'll take this fucking pain every day. If I right. can just stop going right. through this right and now. It- right. And it's, it's, yeah. it's a scary place to be yeah. because you, it is unknown. Because what you're experiencing isn't something that, you know, you can readily talk to with some, I mean, this is one of the reasons I'm doing this whole podcast is because I want stories like this to be told so other people can understand, oh, what I am going through is normal. This is normal. You know, we're toxic. And because the the further you went from Mm -hmm. mono, the deeper Mm -hmm. it went into your tissues, right? And now it's like, oh, there's a lot of work to get that shit out. It's like glyphosate, another one, you know, we all been breathing that shit forever. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't want to leave your body. I'll tell you this, like, you (laughs) You know, know, it's like time. And for years after I did that, I had no issues whatsoever with Epstein Barr at all. But I will tell you this. So for the past two years now, two years, three years, and it's crazy because it shows so much about how, your emotions and your, your mental body is tied to your physical body. Two years, both happened in February and they both happened at times where I was with my family, like my parents, like whether I was back home in Chicago or they were here. And then one of us had to leave to go back home. Right. I have gotten both times within a Mm -hmm. week after we have separated, I have gotten so, so sick. 
back to like full on like mono again. And I was talking about it with my mom recently because it happened again this year and it happens at the exact same time every year. And, um, I said, you know, I think there's so when I was younger, when I was younger, my mother's best friend, father died. And I remember being so terrified of death then and sleeping in my parents' room Mm. for like a month straight at like 13 years old, like on their floor. Right. Because I was so worried something was going to happen to them. And so I said to my mom this past time when I got really sick again, I was like, mom, I think that there is some emotional tie to you guys leaving like us being separated because I get Mm. so sick and I end up in bed for two weeks. I can barely move. I'm in a fuck ton of pain and it's the exact same symptoms, same, same model symptoms, same Epstein-Barr symptoms every single time. And I, I'm like, yeah, right. Well, there, yeah, there's something to that. Of course there is. Yes. I mean, you know, you and I both, we've been in the yoga world for a while and we know that there's no no separation between body and mind. Um, I feel like we have to label them quote unquote label them because of the geographical location that when we talk about things, you know, it's like a state really, there's no line in the, on, you know, we create Mm -hmm. these invisible lines. Right. So I look at that and it's like, of course the mind, for example, if you close your, you don't even have to close your eyes. If I say the word Paris, right. you just totally put to Paris and back <laughs> in your mind. You know, best time, the best time travel machine on the planet is this yeah. thing in between our ears. Yeah. But yet it's not tangible, right? But yet it's so incredibly powerful. And, you know, for some people I did, I used to teach hypnobirthing. And so just the, the mention of the word lemon and juice, and yeah. it will start people salivating like I am right now. And so it's like just the mind can create responses in the body subconsciously, right? So you leaving your family and that just triggers that, that poor scared child that did not have a mechanism to deal with that, you know, because the, that fear, Melly, that's how long you lived with that fear of that taking the toll on your body of this child. Right. And so I like, I'm hoping now that I've like realized this, and uncovered it that uncovered maybe that's it yeah like, i won't have to deal with it anymore right or yeah yeah it's yeah. a big one i mean it's a big one yeah when we start uncovering that we, we we start to dig deep and it gets a little um you know i did emdr for about six eight months and you know things get uncovered that you don't really know we're there and you don't really know that they're triggers until you uncover them. And now yeah. you can never not shine yeah. that light again. Like, like, I had no idea right? that, that was an issue. It's no, right. It's no longer. But I'm like thinking back, I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I got mono right around the side. Like it was all around the same time. And then it just manifested and like, yeah, it's crazy. Right. And, but it's, it's interesting because we say it, it's so easy for us to say it's crazy, right. but it actually makes right. it, it makes sense. Um, but the idea that it takes us so long to figure yeah. it out is, I mean, so I'll be crazy three this year. I say, sorry, let's <laughs> say we're talking about 13. That's third. What, what is that? Three years. Four years. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're just like, onion. we just keep peeling back the layers. Right. And it's like one layer exposes the next and we have yeah. to kind of caress that until it builds up that callus. And then you can keep digging deeper. But you know, when we, 
I think it's so incredibly important. And I'm, I'm finding this thread in all of the interviews I'm doing is like the emotional component. Yes. 100%. The trigger. 100%. I mean, we have experienced that, you know, recently what, or not even recently, it's been what, two years now. Hold on. Hold on one second. I'm going to close the door here. Um, cause my husband just got okay. home and it's going to get loud. Sorry. Hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but recently, but two years ago, recent, my stepdaughter, um, ended up in the hospital. She got really, really sick for about, a, she was in the hospital for about a month. Um, and she has autoimmune hepatitis, right? So, but the thing is, is that she, um, suffers from mental illness and she has since she was a young, very young, two years old. Um, she has a reactive attachment disorder, potential bipolar. Um, she was abandoned by her mom, you know, like just a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, And she has a lot of anger and Mm -hmm. anger manifests in your kidneys and your liver. And, and I told her and I told my husband, I'm like, this is, yes, it's physical, right? But this is all 100% all emotional. If we don't get that, help mm-hmm. her work that anger out, it's going, she's going to suffer from this for the rest of her life. Yes. And so it yes. is, it's all emotional. And so will everybody around yes. her, right? And then you think about like, oh, you know, when we look at relationships, you know, um, it's so hard when you see someone that you love so much deal right. with this, you know, and, and deal. And, and when you know that you can help them and they're just yeah. not ready, you know, um, or, you know, it's, it's a matter of the questioning of, is this the right thing for this person? And, you know, we deal with this, you and me both probably with our clients and it's just like, okay, well, let's try this and see how this goes. Yeah. Right. Um, because every person is different. Everyone comes with different experiences. Right. And you, you have to take into consideration that person's emotional right. state. You right. have to, when you start putting together protocols and things like that, because we're not going to willy nilly start throwing things at somebody, especially if they're dealing with some deep rooted right. anger. And a lot of like any, you know? and most digestive issues are, are, I mean, all digestive issues, it's yes. all mind, body, it's all mine, you know, gut related. So all digestive mm-hmm. issues start with some sort of, you know, emotional situation. Yeah. Oh, of course. Um, you know, there's always the, the, the conversation around, you know, the gut is the, our first line mm-hmm. of defense, but almost I, the mind to me, because you're making choices that go in right. the gut. Right. <laughs> you know, and the way I look at everything, it's a matter of what you have on the end of your fork or what you're saying or mm-hmm. what you're thinking is either healing mm-hmm. you or killing you. That's there's no gray no. area. You're either in one box or the other. And it's like, which side of this do you right. want to be on? You know, and you can keep, and the problem is when we get into a toxic state, and we keep making bad decisions because then at some point your virus or your pathogen or your bacteria or your fungus or your mold or your, you know, worms or whatever is, has hijacked you. And now you're feeding yeah. that versus this physical being that we're in. And it's, it's, it's a little um, hard to explain that. To a well, lot I of think people. when you're in, I think when you have those, when you're in a toxic state, you're, you're never like, okay, so I don't, I'm trying to explain this as I'm saying it. If you, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll use my exa- example as an example. When I was suffering, perfect. Um, you know, after I had my daughter and I was really suffering from Epstein-Barr and I was really sick. In that time in my life, 
my mind was so toxic. Like there was so much stress in our life. Mm. We had a ton of financial stress, like a lot of stuff was happening. Like it was just really, really stressful. And when you're, when you have toxicities in your body, you always have toxicities in your mind. There's not one without the other. Mm-hmm. So you're feeding yes. both of it, you know, and it's, and it's hard to get out of that state. It's hard to, it's, I almost find it's hard for people, harder for people to get out of the mental toxicities with, with their negative talk is harder than getting them out of their physical toxicities, you know? So what did you find helped you um, get So I. I went back to yoga. I mean, I was, oh, I've been doing yoga since I was 21, 22, young, you know, for 20 something years. And so at that mm-hmm. time I kind of got, I kind of lost that, um, part of me. Like I, I wasn't running anymore. I wasn't doing yoga anymore. Like I wasn't doing my regular meditating and all my hippie woo woo shit that I normally do. You know what I mean? Like I've always, I've, 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 I've yes. always, that's always been me out of like our friend group. I was always the fucking woo woo hippie girl who just like, yeah, yes, and, me too. <laughs> and I wasn't doing all that. I wasn't doing any of it. I wasn't using any of my tools that I that I had in my toolbox. And so um, I basically, it got to the point where I was just so ill. And I was like, I, I want to be here for my daughter, my beautiful daughter who I love. Like, I don't want to feel like this mm-hmm. anymore. Um, the, if I don't make a change and if I don't start being positive and get my shit together, like, I'm not going to make it. So mm-hmm. um, that was enough to yeah. force me to turn around. And man, once, once you do that turnaround and you make that commitment and you really, really do the work, I mean, life just starts happening and flowing a natural way that it's supposed to. And my life, my life looks so much different now than it did then. I mean, it feels like a whole, you know, whole lifetime ago. It doesn't even feel like a totally different person. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because like when you think about, well, for you, you would have triggers that would just send you into a spiraling, um, yeah. illness, you know, response to, um, Epstein-Barr for a lot of people, they get this, it starts off small and it just gradually increases to where you're not even noticing that the toxicity is right. building, right. Until you, you mm-hmm. hit rock bottom, which you think has happened overnight, but it's been gradually happening over the last yeah. 10, 20, 15, yeah. whatever years. And it becomes your right. new norm, you know? And that's the thing is people will lower their standard because, oh, well, this is just what happens right. when you get older. This is what the doctor says. This is normal. And it's like, no, it's yeah. common. And Not a normal. lot of people thrive um, on that. At least that's what I found. Like yes. through the years of doing yes. light therapy, I've had many of clients, like they thrive on their unwellness and 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 if that they, they identify, identify with it with and if it. that's taken away from them and they become well oh my god what's going to happen am i going to get the same kind of attention is my husband going to mm-hmm. still love me are my are my am i going to still get attention from my kids who don't live in my house in the house anymore like it becomes they become fearful of not getting the attention they did when they were sick because when they were sick they got attention yeah. from everyone and it defines them and it, it mm-hmm. makes them who they are, you know, and what, what do they have without their sickness? Yeah. That's a whole, like, well, that's a whole it, subject. That <laughs> is a, it's, and it it's is. a huge mm-hmm. subject because I know so many people yeah. like that. They 
they have taken on the identity yeah. of their toxic. Yeah. Whatever it's it is. It's true. It's something you that know? we really try to drive um, into my stepdaughter's mind. Like, do not let this define you. Yes, it might be something you will always yes, struggle with, right. but do not let it define you because, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you're just setting yourself up yeah. for failure, you know, or you're setting yourself up for always being um, the person that, you know, I, I, I'll share a story because my son had blasto, um, a parasite last year, his junior year of high school, you know, pretty pivotal yeah. time in a kid's life. Um, it took six months for us to figure out what was get going it? on. And, you know, he, who knows? Yeah. I mean, who knows? That's just it. Like, eh, you pick it up along right. the way somewhere. He could have picked it up 10 years ago came, and, right, and came you to know, it triggered something mm-hmm. triggered it. Yeah. Right. To where the immune system just got compromised for whatever reason. And now the parasite was like, oh my God. Party. you know, yeah. it just went crazy. And then, and then he had the symptoms and it was awful to watch. It's awful to watch your child lose yeah. 30 pounds in like a few months and, and just be ill all the time. And so one of his friends, I was out with him and his friends, you know, back when we could be out together. Um, and, you know, I said something. I was like, oh, my God, y'all should come over or we should do something, blah, blah, blah. And his friend was like, well, I don't know if, if Quinn's stomach isn't hurting. And that just was like, oh, I took that like, oh, God, everybody. I hope he's not identifying yeah. with being that sick kid. Yeah. Because of six right. months of his life, you know, and it's like, oh. Oh my God. And so I had to, you know, have that same yeah. conversation. This isn't, this right. isn't about you. Right. No. You know, so don't let that find you. Don't go down. That yeah. Path. There's yeah. A, it's, um, yeah. So my, with Simone, when she was young, she used to have eczema really bad until we, until the lights and we cleaned up her diet and we keep her away from all inflammatory foods mm-hmm. still to this day. I mean, she's eight now and she doesn't eat gluten, soy, corn, you name it. She doesn't have it. <laughs> And, but, but yeah. when she was younger, she'd be like, oh, I can't eat, eat that. I have eczema or whatever. And we had to, I had to instill it in her that you do not have eczema. It is not something that you are stuck with. Like, and I kept saying, no, you don't have eczema. Cause the more that you say it, the more you're going to have it. I said, no, you don't have eczema. Then you right. don't, it's gone. Like right. don't have to worry about it. And no. so now finally she, you know, but it took a long time to, until really, you know, instill that in her. And, you know, this is, this is totally a little bit off sidetrack, but not really. Um, so there's this brand <laughs> that I used to love and it's, I'm not going to say who it is, but there's this brand that I used to love that okay. does um, really cute, like calendars and journals and all this stuff. And they came out with mm-hmm. the woman who started this brand came out with these. Um, she suffers from, you know, a little bit of men- uh, mental illness and, and things. And so she came out with this line of jewelry that wrote the name of the illness in the, in the necklace. So like, for instance, the necklace said depression uh, or the necklace said anxiety. And <gasps> the moment that they launched it, like, you know, you belong to their newsletter. I saw that. I was like, delete. I've never bought another uh-uh. thing from that company again, because doing that, like, yes, it's one thing to accept and and, and realize that you have that and like deal with it and move on. But to wear that on your person every single day, that is allowing it to define you and it is only who you are. Yes. And not only that, oh, but the energy, yes. even from the word itself, you know, if you've ever what, you know, heard about the water yeah. studies and all of that, it's like when we talk to our bodies a certain way, yep. it responds a certain way. 
<laughs> you know, we're saying good things, the body's yeah. going to respond well. If you're saying negative words, the body knows the energy behind those words yeah. and respond. I couldn't believe it. I was so like, what you, I like first, why would you make that? I would, <laughs> I would be like, you know, for depression, wear this yeah. one. Happiness, yeah, joy. exactly. <laughs> Elation, you know, like this is what you want to put on your body to reiterate this to your body. On it blew my basis. mind. Yeah. And I wonder if the business that, is doing well now. Ooh, like, I wonder if that her business is tanked because of it, because, you know, yeah, it's terrible. I don't know. I mean, it's a very interesting, mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's like, um, wearing a scarlet yeah, letter. Right. Almost, you yeah, know, totally. Like... <laughs> yeah. Here's my dysfunction. Yeah. What's yours? That's what it is. It's what it's showing. It's like yeah. telling the world, like, this is your dysfunction and this is only how you should see me. This... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, when we become a mom, right? Okay, you will forever be a mom, but there's yeah. so much more to you. Right. Right? It's like so, it's, it's one of those catch-22s that we get into by labeling things. This is why, you know, I, I started really getting clear about words uh, that I use yeah. more often because, like, the definition that people have right. for certain words is different. Right. You know, like I used to define introvert as a certain way and extrovert as a certain way until I learned really the definition. And I was like, oh, I actually am an introvert. All right, I got this. (laughs) You know, and then it's like, you know, and that changed everything about it to me, you know, and I was like, okay. And even learning Ayurveda, which you, you know, you, you're in the, in the Ayurveda too. And it's like, when you start to understand people's doshas, it's like, oh, I, now I know how, this is just who you are, but I know how to right, relate right. to you Right, right. I better. mean, it's even the same with people's signs. You know? Right? You can relate to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 If you understand it, it's like, okay, I'm not going to expect you to be anything but you because I yeah. understand who you are. You know? And, you know, just the same. Your dosha shouldn't define right. who you are no. either. No, because it can change. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it's never one, right? Yes. Well, your dosha your always one. stays the same. So this is what's interesting. You're born with yeah. your prakriti, right? right? That never changes your entire life, but it vitiates. So that's where the vikriti comes in. And, and usually, you know, it tends to go out of balance in your yeah. dominant dosha, but not yeah. always. You know, vatas can get kapha, um, you know, out of balance in kapha. You know, it's like, okay, but <laughs> it's like... Don't, de- that's what I'm saying. Don't define yourself by it because you can still be out yeah. of balance in another one. Lord knows I am always <laughs> out of balance out of one. <laughs> oh girl, you and me both. <laughs> you know, we just we do, do the best we can, right? This is why I will tell you, um, if there's anything that has helped me is, is actually really doing yeah. true detoxing. Um, it, it's, doing this in a, in a very thought out and intentional manner, because what I'm finding is I've done cleanses all my life. Like, you know, we live this lifestyle, right. And I've, I've done cleanses. I've never experienced, (laughs) you know, full disclosure, poop, pooping out worms before. And it's like, Oh, this is the best. Okay. Now that's intense. That hasn't happened to me yet. Or if it did, I didn't know. Well, it's the best. You'll take pictures. It's fun. Um, and you, it's just what we do. And I love it because it's, you know, because I've done testing. This is where, you know, in functional medicine, yeah. we do a lot of labs and people are so dependent on labs. Well, I've actually kind of 
change my tune a little bit about it because the labs only pick up what is right, going on right. in that moment, right? And so I've done poop tests and they all come out nothing, nothing. But yet for the last month, I've been pooping out worms. So um, wow. what do you think about that? Right. So, you know, the labs are great. They're a tool. Yeah. But it's they're not the not end the all be tool. all. Right. Sometimes you, <laughs> it is definitely not. It's not the answer all the time. It's a great um, way to interpret yeah. what per- someone's going through, but it isn't always the only <laughs> mechanism like with kinesiology if you do muscle testing uh, you're gonna get yeah. better i yeah. think answers by doing that for right. certain things you know once yeah. again another tool yeah. red light yeah. another when tool. i have a question for you so when you started pooping yes. out all the worms <laughs> has your have you felt yeah. a change in in your just way of yeah like way of thinking yes. in your mental state and just <laughs> the reason why i ask yes. is because yes. so we adopted a dog two years ago and mm. he was super aggressive when we first got him. I mean, he actually wasn't for the first two weeks. He was like the sweetest kindest thing. And then he got really aggressive on our other dog. And again, I turned to our biofeedback specialist and I was like, you know, this is the deal. He's like, give him a dewormer and do the, do the neurological uh-huh. pad mm-hmm. placement, the light pad placement on his head, on his head and do that, you know, do the neuro pad placement like four or five times. And so I did. He said, I guarantee you, he's going to shit out so many worms in the next 24 hours. And with not yeah. even 15 minutes after that dewormer, he started shitting out worms and there were so much. And he's a totally different dog. He is like night and day. Yes. He's yes. like the sweetest, kindest, most yes. loving thing. So what I find is um, through all these discussions and talking to doctors and practitioners out there doing, you know, all these detoxes, especially the really intense, intentional ones, is they're finding that this depression and parasites correlate mm-hmm. almost 100% of the time. So when we talk about the mind, yeah, once again, it comes back to that idea of what has hijacked this person? Right. That's not that person anymore. Now they're riddled with parasites. And usually if there's a parasite, there's going to be another yeah. co-infection, you know? And so it, it just, it starts to just trickle down into behavioral issues because now you're, yeah. everything's thrown off, you know, your serotonin, dopamine, all of it gets thrown off. Your hormones are getting thrown off. You've got glyphosate in your receptor sites for estrogen, you know, then the estrogen's off and the, your body just gets fucked. out of whack. <laughs> and it's like, your body's pretty much fucked, but you go to a doctor, you go to a Western medicine doctor. They're not, no, they're going to put you on a steroid this. or something. Bar, that's, they're going to put you on some, well, first of all, they're going to yeah. put you on an antidepressant. Yep. Yeah. Which causes more problems. You yeah. know, you're talking serious all issues. the problems that come yeah. along with so many of these yeah. drugs. Yes. Yes. And so now you're just making yeah. the problem really worse. So with your dog. Yes. And you know, it's interesting. Like most people that I start working with, they're like, I don't have worms. I'm like, well, do you not? Are you sure about that? Are you just sure? Because trust me, every person that I've worked with said the same thing. And I get pictures all the time. It's like, woo, it's like a party, you know. I, I totally want to dispel Sometimes worms Sometimes you don't though. see them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Pictures I'm, yeah, I'm like, can't um, even imagine. I mean, I do a lot of gut health stuff, but I'm sure. I mean, especially from being in India, I'm sure I have some sort of shit in my body. Yeah. 
Right. Well, and not only that, but, you know, it's, I just, I get ir- and now that I know what's coming out and now that I know what's been in there, I'm like, oh, y'all need to get out because these kale chips that I do all this work yeah, for right? are for me, not you. Seriously. <laughs> you know, like, you don't yeah. need to steal my food anymore. I don't want to share with you. So, and you know, I've dealt with constipation my, basically my entire life. And I'm like, when you're pooping out a 20 inch worm, you have to oh wonder God. how long has that been in there? I mean, and what else does it look 20 inches happening? when you poop it out? Um, it can depending Whoa. on when, when it comes out. Ah. Like, I mean, you know, this is part of the show. Sometimes like literally you'll go to the bathroom just to pee and you'll end up like, Oh, okay. And you'll poop out a worm. And it's like the only thing in the toilet. It's pretty wild. Oh my Girl, goodness. I'm like, I'm like, first of all, my, <laughs> my biggest fear is snakes. So like I could see myself just like yep. being terrified yep. to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Well, you don't have to look if you don't want to, but you will. I promise you, you will. And not only that, they're dead. They're not alive. So they're dead. They're coming out dead. So there's nothing, you know, one of my friends was like, oh my God, was it wiggling? I was like, no, it was dead. The whole point of these herbs is to kill them. Wait, so uh, is it a whole set right? of herbs that you're taking for but, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I use the Cellcore line and they, these, pro- these formulations are magical and your diet anything's in your diet while you're doing this detox i mean not no i I have a pretty stellar diet already um i mean yeah i don't eat bread anymore i don't eat a lot of you know i've been on this journey for a really long time and this has exponentially taken me somewhere i never i sound like it i'm totally i'm like (laughs) I'm like all in, like I want to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, t- I bought all those yeah. before um, I went to India that you recommended and I love them. Like they did wonders. I mean, I was using yes. Trifala for a long time already, but I got more of it and I use it every single day. Yeah. Um, but the other stuff. Yeah. yeah Trifala is one of my favorite. Yeah. Well, and some of these products and the beautiful thing that I found Cellcore through Ayurveda because they yeah. do use Ayurvedic herbs. So they understand the ancient wisdom. They understand the modern science. They've combined the two, and it literally is life-changing. Life-changing, for sure. Yeah. So, and some of the people I've interviewed so far uh-huh. have actually gone through the Cellcore protocol, and, I mean, they, wow. they're off their deathbed. So, how long do you do it for? It. So, it's pretty... It depends. Um, wow. I'm in month five right now, um, but I'm only in phase two because I did the first phase for three months because... I just wanted to make sure I was pooping regularly with consistency so that when you start to rattle these things, they come out Uh versus recirculating through the body. So there's a whole process to it, you know, but yeah. And so phase two, Mm -hmm. we're going after the bigger parasites and then we'll just keep going deeper and deeper until we get into, I've been bit by ticks. I don't know how many times I grew up in North Carolina, right? Um, And I think I'm sure there's an underlying Lyme something if not right because there's so many different Uh variables when it comes to Lyme disease so I have no doubt about that a and b I my mother was a dental hygienist while pregnant with me and while I was growing up and so I was around a lot of mercury I would go and play in the dental you know back in the day right right oh my god I totally remember that (laughs) totally remember that (laughs) and I mean, it would be like I'd, I'd walk to her office after school and spend like two or three hours yeah. in the office just playing in the treasure chest. So around that back then, right. every filling was mercury. 
you know, I know it's. I mean, I still have body, metal so fillings in my mouth. That's still. You know, we just keep that I have not gotten rid of. I know. Well, I know. You might want to consider, but definitely yeah, be detoxing sure. while you're doing like, it. Like literally every so year, I'm like, they... this is the year I'm going to do it, and I don't. I need to. I just need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's definitely um, some some guidance that you want to do yeah. before, during, and after. You know, especially taking binders because you don't want that mercury to keep bouncing around the body. Because, you know, as safe as it is to remove them, you know, it's inevitable. There's, yeah, there's going to be some kind sure. of off-gassing. There's You're going releasing to be something. You can't right. 100% guarantee. Yes. And so your body, you, you want to bind that heavy yeah. metal and get it the hell out of your body as fast as you can. So, you know, there's different protocols that you can do before and after that. And like you said, traveling to India... Yeah, yeah, right. you felt great, but right. not only that. And I might not see it up. for years. Who knows? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you might not. Or you might see it when you start. Yeah. To, like, so I have a question for you. So <laughs> if, can, do you feel like you can get the same effect of like detoxing the worms and getting rid of the parasites solely through doing biofeedback? Um. Well, you mean finding out if you yeah. have parasites and, and where they are them. in your body? You can, um, well, you can get, the thing is, I feel like biofeedback is the mechanism okay. to find out where they're residing in your body. You know, if, if I've watched, um, for example, Dr. Lindsley, he does uh-huh. amazing bioresonance feedback, uh-huh. and then he also does muscle testing. And it shows you exactly where it is in your body, yeah. which is amazing. Right. But that doesn't mean it's going to stay there. And you, but at the same time, it's like, okay, there's the information. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, you're going to detox, <laughs> you know, and you don't always go after the, the right. Epstein bar first because there's usually a co-infection. Um, you know, when there's yeah, one sure. thing, there's usually more, you know, yeah. the bad guys like to hang out together. So we go after the big, big guys first, and then you start to get to the smaller parasites, the liver flukes and things that are hiding deeper into the body. And then you start to get into the tissues and the joints yeah. where you go systemic, you know? So, and then there's, you know, the whole time you should be supporting the immune system. You yeah. should be supporting the mitochondrial function and building up energy. So you feel fucking phenomenal. Yeah, have you, did you, did it, you ever go through a point where you were feeling pain <laughs> when doing this? No, I'll tell you the worst, the worst um, thing that I felt was, and this was before I added on a, mm-hmm. a formulation that helps alleviate inflammation, but I was having the itchiest eyes and the itchiest forehead, like inside my forehead was so itchy, 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 itchy. I yeah. couldn't, you can't get to that. Right. And I was blowing my nose. Huh. Uh, it was insane. It yeah. was right when COVID, yeah. <laughs> when we were going into shutdown <laughs> and I wasn't coughing, there was no cough. So I was like, I don't have COVID, but I couldn't stop blowing my nose. It was just, it was a, it was a faucet that got turned on and it was a weird, interesting consistency. So yeah, when we talk detox, it can get gross. And I know that the, it, I know it came from mold. Like I, I know, I just know I grew up in, in North Carolina, like I said yeah. before, and we had a basement it flooded all the time. My last house here in Chicago, we lived in a duplex down flooded all the time. I know mold is an issue for me and that likes to live in the sinus cavity and in yeah. those, you know, juicy areas. And I'm like, I feel like I was blowing mold out of my face like every day. I mean, you couldn't see it, but I just know that it was a response to mold. And, you know, 
Who knows what else is going on in there? <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'll blow out a worm eventually. I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my clients sent me a picture. Sarah, actually. Sarah, she was the first one on the podcast. She was? She, she was blowing worms out of her nose. Yes, she was. And afterwards, it's like this clarity. Like, it's amazing. Because, like, I had the same sensation when I yeah. was blowing so much snot out of my face. I felt like my face was falling off. Towards the after like day 10, I would get in the shower right. because it was the best relief, you know, hot, you know, just like, oh my God, get things moving. One day I, found, I just got a shower, blew my nose, and I was like, oh my God, like everything looked brighter. Everything looked clearer. Yeah. And my, my thinking got clearer. And I was like, you know, when you talk brain fog and things like that, mold is yeah. such a huge part of that. Huge part of that, huge part of fatigue and, and, and depression too. So there's another one. So, you know, when we start looking at this from the nervous system perspective, yeah, yeah, it's fucking with your nervous system and, you know, then your immune system gets compromised because now you're in fight or flight all the time. So it, it totally made it, that was the most uncomfortable feeling I had. Just the, the massive amount of itchy coming out of my sinus cavity behind my eyes and behind my forehead so other than that then I started taking <laughs> this formulation that's supposed yeah. to alleviate the inflammation so much wow but you still shit out worms sense. every day yeah um not every day it's not every day but then again I, I kind of yeah. stopped looking every day you know the last one I pooped out that I know of was uh, about a couple days ago that's intense man so yeah yeah that's uh, fun and of course, I had to like take a picture of sending out my boyfriend. I was like, first of all, Dude, you have to send me I'm a, one of the weirdos. You have to not send only do I take picture, pictures, but most of us do. Pretty much decide on whether I'm going to do it or not. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I will send you. I've got a couple. Not only that, but I fucking named the guy. His name is Skippy. So Skippy and friends have been wow. living in my body, and they are exiting. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's you know, and that's the thing. It's like. Yeah. It can right. be scary if you don't know what to expect from a real detox, but this is the whole yeah. point. Like, oh, it doesn't have to be scary. It, you know, it's like, what is scarier? Pooping out a dead worm yeah. no, or you're totally it's right. still living in right. your body? You're totally right. Stealing your nutrients and causing you weight gain or causing your Hashimoto's or causing your hormones to fuck up and causing your libido to crash. Yeah. And now you're <laughs> totally cheating right. on you. And blah, blah, you know, like, yeah. eh. <laughs> or whatever, you know, like it can trickle into so many other things. You know, it's not just about, Oh, there's a worm in your gut. Well, what problem? Yeah, Cause you can't assimilate causing? food or nutrients or anything <laughs> vitamins when you got something, when you have that in your body. Well, yeah. and not only that, but someone that suffers constipation, think about it. I have pooped out at least five long worms and I think yeah. they take up space. Have you been constipated body. since all that? How since much? Pooping them out? No, not at all. No, I've been pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm a little yeah. religious well, that, about I, I will say that, like, <laughs> taking my, like, taking my adaptogens and things like that keep me pretty regular. I mean, I don't, once in a while, if I'm traveling, mm-hmm. it's an issue. Um, I think it's just because I get stage fright. But yes, if, yes. other than that, like, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. especially when you're in India yeah. and you have to poop no, in a hole. No, luckily that I didn't have to poop in a hole. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. But, you know, okay. yeah. 
Yeah. But I next yeah, job. I'm pretty, no, just kidding. Pretty regular. <laughs> not always. I mean, those sometimes there'll be a, a time when I'm not, but for the most part. But I think it's because I, I, you yeah. know, I, between the lights and <clears throat> yoga and um, the herbs, I think you know, I'll help. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's layers, no. right? It's like right. we can't look at this in an isolation. Right. We have to address the the stress level. We have to address, are you moving your body? Are you stimulating your lymphatic system? Are you stimulating your glymphatic system? Are you, you know, eating the right foods for you? Are you eating at the right time? You know, there's a huge conversation. My biofeedback specialist has been trying to get me to follow this. And I can't, I don't remember the name of it, but it's a particular, um, it's a particular, I don't want to say it's a diet. It's like a way of life. And it's eating, and it some, somewhat ties into Ayurveda mm-hmm. to, to some degree, but it's all about eating at certain times of the day, certain foods, and following that, like to tea. Like, you should never eat eggs in the morning if you eat eggs. And then there's the whole thing of eggs, all eggs are toxic, and if you have a bad immune system, don't go near them, right? So, Well, yeah. they can cause a lot of people problems. Everything. And eggs are in almost everything now. So, yeah. And, you know, it's one thing if it's an egg from a pasture raised chicken living in a happy place. Yeah. Shitty. Versus, you know, if we, if we, if we trace back the story of it, you know, it's not always the egg. It's not always the dairy. It's not always the wheat. Okay. How was that processed? Where did it come from? What was it sprayed with? You know, what's its life cycle been like? And, you know, we have to, and this is one of the things I find so interesting is like, you know, we kind of touched on this before, but the further that we go away from nature, the more dis-ease there is. So all of us in our hippie-dippy ways, we had it right. You know, let's move back towards nature so we can avoid disease and just maintain and be vibrant. Cause that's what we're yeah. designed to do. Well, and then it like goes, and then so it goes back hard. to our conversation earlier. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't care if every mom in my daughter's school is like, Oh, this stupid bitch with all her nutritious food and this and that, or daughter yeah. can oh, eat this. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, pencils I, I don't care. Like if I'm going to help <laughs> my kid's life and also my life and extend it, like, I don't, I want to live till I'm 120 years old. I don't want to be some like, you know, rickety old, you know, 90 year old who can barely move and is stuck in a wheelchair. Like, no, like there's way too much fun Mm -hmm. to be had. Agreed. Agreed. And not only that, well, of course there is a and B that was the whole point we have a body is so that we can experience, you know, our energy will continue on somewhere else. We know that. Right. And it's like, okay, but right now I'm in this body. I got, I got this to try on for now. Yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to take care of it. And, you know, you know, it always goes back to that idea oh, that people totally take true. better care of their cars so and they true. do their own bodies. It's amazing. I mean, I don't even own a car. And I'm like, thank God I don't have to think about what it takes to take care of a car anymore because yeah. eh, I just have to focus on my own body it's and my bike. It's so, so true, though. Like, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know? like, I'm thinking about my, my brother and my dad. Like, they're car freaks. And mm. Uh-huh. And they understand exactly how the car works and you could take it apart and put it back together. But you ask them, you know, really, you don't think that that yeah. sandwich you ate earlier yeah. is what's making you feel bloated? Yeah. Or like you can't put that Oreo together. Cookie? Really? Right. But yeah, you right. can understand how the carburetor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the whole pint of ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. 
it's 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 a big conversation, but we, it, a lot of it yeah. has to come yeah. from people's choices, right? So, yeah. All right, girl. This has been awesome. Any final um, tip or advice that you would um, share from your experience? Yes. When you're in you? the detox, don't chicken out and back down. Just continue through it. Continue through it because you push That's through awesome. because you're going to be so much yeah, push through better on the other side. As much as you're going to want to just, you know, throw in the towel. Oh. I mean, I, I, I'm going to give you a little Quit. example. So I've only done the master cleanse once in my life. And it was when I was like, and it is by no means a healthy cleanse. Like I don't encourage it at all for anybody. Yeah. I, oh, and so oh I've it, done it, was it like when I was 10 times. In Chicago, so. I was probably like 21, <laughs> 22. And I was living in Wicker Park. And I remember I was on... I think like day 11 or 12, right? I'd shit out all the salt water. <laughs> I was definitely thinner. And <laughs> I remember being at my favorite bakery on division and you could only have like peppermint tea, right? Like if you wanted to go out outside the box of the master cleanse, you get a peppermint tea. So I'm standing yeah. in line. I'm about ready to go to work and I'm in this long ass line and I ordered my peppermint tea and I was like, oh, fuck fuck that. I want that big ass banana nut muffin you got right there. Right. And you know, I had no willpower. Like this is like before everything I know now. Right. And so I get the muffin, I eat it, not even out the door. Like it's a huge ass muffin too. I vomited all over the street, all over the sidewalk. division. There's this girl just puking her guts out at like nine o'clock in the morning. People probably thought I was doing the walk of shame and hung over. Shame. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because my first my first experience with the uh, the master cleanse was same thing. I got to day twelve and I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm just gonna ease my way. You know, I'm gonna follow this. And I'm gonna ease my way out. No, fuck that pizza. <laughs> oh yeah. And did I feel like yeah. shit for two days? Yes, I did. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, what they say so about coming out so easy. True. Yeah, you need to trust that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I would start to I'd never both. done it again yes. because it was such oh. a bad experience at the end. <laughs> oh, I did it many times after that with way better. And success. how do you feel and about everyone it now? got like, easier? Like, there's so many mixed you know? things like, that's about, the thing it. about like, it. People have told me it's not a good cleanse. Other people have told me it's a great thing to do. Like, what's your take on it? Well, because I, I personally, you, yeah. you know, I don't like as much maple syrup yeah. and the salt water. No. Um, right. <laughs> it's like, you know, I kind of pick and choose uh-huh. what I, it's my own version of master cleanse because, uh, you know, and as a yeah. vata, I have to be really careful when I do it. Yeah, for because sure. Because I don't want to do it in the winter. Bad idea. Um, and you don't want to do it in the middle of summer, other bad idea. So it's like picking the right time yeah. to do it. And I feel like spring has been the best option um, right. for that because in the, in the fall, we want something more nourishing, right? Versus depleting, which, you know, I, I always felt great when I did yeah. it. I mean, my, my students, I'd go teach a yoga class and my students would be like, oh my God, are you fasting? Because this is a really hard class. And I'm like, oh my God, yes! <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> So it's amazing when you yeah. don't have to digest. Maybe I'll give it a go again that you really spring. do have. So because I'm about to too, something so. to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know. I yeah. I experiment with myself more than anything. 
I don't recommend for other people to do it, but yeah, I'm like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get, I have way more willpower it. now than I did, <laughs> you know, back then. I mean, yeah. Well, right. And you know, you're right. not going to eat that on, like now. I, I, stay, I don't either or anything like that. So like, that's not going to be a trigger anymore. What's going to be hard is giving up tequila and, and wine <laughs> for, for 12 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That tequila so gonna, is the bomb. <laughs> that's going to be a hard one. It's going to have to, maybe I'll yes. do it like, you know, it's yeah. warm here all the time for the most part, but obviously the winters get colder. So maybe I'll do it like coming off, off of New Year's time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just in a time where, you know, I feel yeah, like when we're totally. coming into spring, yeah. it's a time to shed that extra weight and, and kapha is pretty dominant and we want to kind of not let the, yeah. do- the kapha stay in the body because right. we get sick. We start to get coffee. We get allergies, all this stuff. People get snotty noses in the spring. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, it's an excess kapha. <laughs> so, um, and so we want to exasperate that by you know of course now it's more like okay eat the greens eat dandelions you know eat eat as many greens as you can because they're really detoxifying and support the liver that's trying really hard i'm obsessed with microgreens microgreens (laughs) like they're going out of style i love them yeah i just built a a garden in my house because i don't have outdoor space here but i just built an indoor garden i started sprouting again and i'm um, gonna be um fermenting again yeah Next up again is the worm condo. Well, some all kind you of have composting to do is something. The toilet. I used I just poop. <laughs> you have a fully biodynamic house oh, right there. <laughs> Full circle, babe. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't give my plants the toxins coming out of my body right now. Oh my god. <laughs> oh girl yes oh, it was so much fun thank you for having me on today to you so it's awesome yeah thanks for coming and um yeah so we'll we'll maybe revisit you um if you if you yeah, anticipate I, I, going I, through I a deep detox and getting that. worked so out let's chat about that. um yeah yeah you gotta okay. send me pictures first though yeah, okay let's do cool <laughs> that'll be my ultimate right, decision dear. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Girl, they're coming <laughs> right after this Have call. a good day. Okay. <laughs> Bye. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Detox Diaries. You know, guys, I really, I'm on a mission to spread the word about detoxing and have it be part of your foundational healing journey. It's not the most beautiful process. It can be messy, dirty, disgusting, but I am on a mission to make it funny and fun and light because it's so incredibly fucking powerful. So I've created a 12-month program called Gut Instinct. And if you want any more information about that or any information about any of the guests, head on over to the show notes. All the info is there. So take care and we'll talk soon.